0: You know what time it is. It's party time, Mom! Welcome to another episode of the Chad Bray, show here in the Mothership Studio 22. We're hanging out, having a good time. Got, got a Texas legend on the show today, my buddy John Wayne Walding. If you don't know who he is, well, you're going to get with it today, and you're going to enjoy this. You're going to have a good time. Puppet Master Mark hanging out and driving the Mothership, Candice Queen of the Ethiopians telling me everything that I need to think and say. She's my brains. So that's exactly right. We're hanging out. we got a full crowd in the studio today, and we're going to have fun, as always. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Go to the Chad Prather YouTube channel. Subscribe right there and hit that little notification bell so that it'll tell you every time a new episode or video is posted. I bet you guys didn't see the latest truck video that I did, did you? You didn't see it. People say, you don't do truck videos anymore. Yeah, I do. I do them every week, but you don't see them because Mark Zuckerberg's a fool and he likes to censor us and suppress us. I encourage people to go over to get the app All Social. Go to my page at WatchChad and... Follow me there because all my YouTube stuff gets over there. And guess what? They won't suppress what you're trying to put out there. If you follow it, you'll see it. So we know the battle that we're dealing with with Facebook getting harder and harder to do this thing you can always listen to the podcast where audio podcasts are available those come out three o'clock in the afternoon monday through thursday keep on growing this sucker i love how you guys keep listening through the weekend because i can tell by the numbers that are just growing you guys are just listening i I mean i don't know why you're listening we just we just have a good time on here and just hash out a lot of bs right party time it's good stuff though i'm having fun with it i love the studio always got some uh, fun things going on hey mark give me a shot of you guys over there at the control deal i want to point something out to everybody who keeps saying now if you look out over candace's shoulder right there you see the little light that's flashing around herbert the silent deer is in the studio if we put that light a little bit further out, he would look like Rudolph, right? With that little red light right on his nose. But Herbert the silent deer, people keep saying, Where's Herbert? Why isn't he here? He's over there. He's still got the deer in the headlight. Looks that that, that is exactly the face he was making when the truck hit him. We're having a good time. Got John Wayne Walling on the show today. Hang tight, one second, coming right back, but in the meantime, enjoy a little bit of the a little bit of that love music from the Texas legend, Steve Helms. I've been watching you all night long from across the bar. Every guy that hits on you has been wrong so far. Blowing smoke, buying you drinks of this and that. I'm pretty sure I know what you need as a matter of fact. Can I buy you a country song? Not a sad one of love gone wrong. Makes you smile when you turn it on. Can I buy you a country song? It's gonna get us a drink just yet I'm not a gambler, but I'm willing to bet But neither one of us will be alone If I buy you a
1: country song
0: If you're thinking about replacing the carpets in your house I want you to stop stop right now I know what you're saying your argument is I got pet stains I got pet odors I got to replace my carpet stop I want you to try Genesis 950 before you consider going into the huge expense of replacing your carpet try Genesis 950 Genesis 950, I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you 100%, an amazing pet stain and odor remover. You guys have watched me. You know about Willie You know about June, you know about Cash, you know our dogs. They're in and out of the house. Let me tell you something. You take a little bit of water, you take Genesis 950, it's going to break down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet stains and odors from the carpet and even down into the padding. It can be used in a carpet cleaning machine, and it's green, so it's safe for both your family and your pets. You're not going to harm anybody. So if you're tired of pet cleaners that don't work, you gotta try Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 can make up to seven gallons of cleaner. You can use a larger ratio if it's required for older stains or bigger odors. And Genesis 950 is not just for your pet stains and odors, you can clean your entire house with it. That's right. Bathrooms, kitchens, countertops, granite, quartz, garage floors, oil and grease stains, engines, wheels, tools, upholstery. Before you purchase new carpet, try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 is available on amazon.com, but if you order a gallon direct at genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle and you're going to get a discount using the word blaze, B-L-A-Z-E. Go to genesis950.com, genesis950.com. What's up, everybody? You, y'all have no idea the grief I deal with in this studio, putting up with the people that are in. The, see, y'all love them, and, and, and party foul. Steve gets a message every day saying, "I wish Chad wasn't so mean to you." You have no idea what I deal with here. These people are nuts. They're crazy. Look over here at the pub. Hey, defend you, yourself. You can be mean to me as long as you keep paying me. Yeah, I don't care what you say to me. No, as yeah. the check clears, I'm good. <laughs> Nobody could ever be mean to you, Natalie. Oh, you be
1: surprised? Oh. But I could beat
0: her up pretty good. <laughs> And what was your takeaway from that statement there, Sarah? Is that a Me Too thing?
1: It was. Yeah? It was. It
0: absolutely was. Hashtag almost me. I am triggered. Yeah, I bet. Anyway, we got a good show for you. Hey, if you like Steve Helms, and some people choose to do that, I don't know why they like to torture themselves that way. If you like Steve Helms' music, he's got about five or six albums out. You should get them. That uh, song he just had there in the uh, transition, the Buy Me a Country song. That's the name of his latest CD. Go get it. He needs new money. He's broke. And... uh, I think he needs people to buy his country song. I know. Exactly. So anyway, appreciate Steve coming in here and doing what Steve does. Playing his music. We're trying to be, we're trying to be legit in here. That's the deal. I think we're semi legit. You're really close to a liberal talk show (laughs) entrance. (laughs) I mean, I'm basically Ellen degenerate. You are. (laughs) What's her name? You're
1: the gay Pope. Generous.
0: (laughs) Oh, boy, howdy. Let's get into it. John Wayne Walding is in the studio. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks Hangin for having out. me. You, uh, it's it's always fun getting around you. we got a lot of mutual friends that are all crazy and that kind of stuff, and you start bringing up people that we've had on the show, whether it's Jeff Kyle or yeah. Jacob Schick and all those guys. And Jake Schick's lost a lot of weight, a lot of weight. Keto, baby. Keto's where it's at. I lost like 20 pounds on keto. Did you really? I gained it right back. <laughs> I did. You found it. I lost it. You Yeah, it's a lifestyle. You have I, to actually stay keto, Chad. I know, I know, but that is
1: so boring. Big Mac no. with extra sauce is not keto. Yeah,
0: Charlie, well, with the bread. So you stay good. in pretty good shape. You eat. A certain... yeah, well, I've
1: had a weight problem my whole life. I can't wait to eat <laughs> my whole life. That's kind of how I roll. But uh, yeah, you just you know, it's real easy. Just. Don't get fat. Yeah. that that's well it. You
0: work out. you do. You're, you're constantly working yeah. out.
1: I'll, I'll quote a good friend of mine, uh, Ted Nugent. I'll mm-hmm. never forget whenever I opened up for him. And when, the first thing he did when he got on stage, he's like, even you can look this good at 72 years old. He's <laughs> like, I don't drink. I don't do narcotics. I don't smoke. And I don't do fat chicks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uncle Ted.
1: So that's, that's wisdom. Yeah. I learned from him. Learned from yeah. the best. <laughs> yeah. He
0: said, I've heard him say he'd never had a drop of alcohol in his life. Motor that's City crazy. Madman
1: has been sober. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. He's a nut. He sounds like Donald Trump.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you? I, I've always said. Can you imagine a, a drunk Trump? I don't think I can imagine a, a drunk Nugent. I saw Ted come out on stage one time years ago, and he just gets in the microphone. He goes, "I'm going to rip off your head and on your neck." <laughs> he I'm don't like, care. That show was on. It was on.
1: You, was that Robert Downey Jr. never go full retard?
0: <laughs> yeah. he, I mean, off the bat, that's the way he started. <laughs> that's exactly right, man. <laughs> That's exactly right. So funny. Uh, so
1: you talking about weight loss plan. You yeah. did it the hard way. You 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 yeah. You lost at least thirty pounds. I did in one day. Well yeah. I didn't lose it. I knew where it was. <laughs> it just didn't work anymore. Right. Army's got accountability, kind of a big thing. Exactly. I had accountability. Just exactly. Didn't
0: work. You got a great story though, and I know I know you've told it a lot. And a lot of people have heard it, but it's it's it never. I never get tired of hearing it. It's it's a great story. I mean, you you talk about folks who are war heroes and and have done some great things mm-hmm. uh for this country and you're certainly one of them i mean you've served and also sacrificed quite a bit and, and the the platform of being able to tell that story is pretty amazing
1: you know yeah i've been very blessed to be a part of 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 a great team mm-hmm. you know it's definitely not my story it's, it's my team story and and i'm just honored to be be a little small part of it you know and and uh you know, I go ahead and tell it. You know, I was on sure. uh, ODA three nine six, which was or three 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 six is what we ended up being, and and it's the uh, special forces team, and we were going up against a bad guy up up a mountain, April six two thousand and eight, um, and let me tell you, it was one of the hardest days of my life, mm-hmm. Chad. It was one of the days that I never worked harder, right? I never gave more effort. I never did more than I could have possibly done. And, and, uh, I find myself waking up the next day, you know, at Bagram in a, mm-hmm. in a hospital, you know, looking down and, and only seeing one leg. And, and, that was, uh, one of the most profound moments of my life. And, and uh, cause I, I remember I never forget staring at the ceiling tiles, not one to look down. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause, uh, I knew why I was there. You know, I knew what had happened, but I like kind of like Ricky Bobby with my high income and advanced modern science. There's no reason to think they couldn't have saved the leg, right? That's that's what I uh, – but – um
0: And you had taken sniper fire.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you more of it. So we were kill capture mission, mm-hmm. and uh, we got infield at uh, the base of a wadi, which is a valley. I don't know why when you change continents, a valley turns into a wadi, but that's what it is. And, uh you know, like Mike Tyson eloquently said, you – everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth yeah well that's how it was with us because right off the bat the we were in ch-47 which is chinooks right the 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 helicopter with two rotors one in the front mm-hmm. and the back or the tailgate that falls down and and that tailgate went down and we saw the green light and we started to run off the back of this hel- uh, helicopter but uh, they weren't on even on the ground yet so we had to jump with 10 you know uh, Six pounds of kit, and we thought we were going to have sprained knees and ankles right off the get-go. But nobody was injured at that to- at that point, fortunately, and and that's when we started to go toward the objective. And we're literally climbing the mountain. I mean, mm-hmm. we were using each other's knees and kit to, to go to the next terrace, and we were going up switchbacks, which is a goat path up mm-hmm. a mountain, right? And and uh, I was the assault team one leader, and then we had the command and control element that was behind me, and then assault team two. And ultimately, our job was, I was the first guys into the house, into the building. We would go in there, lock it down, and then the uh, command and control would come to us, and then assault team two would leapfrog. Mm-hmm. And we'd do that all the way to the objective, to the X, right? Lost well, 40 yards from the first building into this objective, and that's when we got opened up on And I say it was with an avalanche of gunfire, and I don't say that to beat my chest to say I was cooler than Navy SEAL. That's just the the reality of what we were living at this moment. Mm -hmm. And to put it in perspective, within five minutes of, of the first round fired, we already had our lead interpreter, C.K., got shot in the throat died on impact we had our radio transmitting operator, uh, special forces, green beret was uh, Dylan bear got shot in the hip initial assessment. to Him was 20 minutes to live. Mm. So we knew we weren't going to get off the mountain in 20 minutes. We knew we weren't going to you know, suppress the enemy in 20 minutes. We knew the medevac bird wasn't going to get there. So Dylan's dead. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, another buddy of mine, Luis Morales, he was, uh, he was shot in the leg twice. And, uh, I, I never will forget hearing his radio transmission, you know, cause we had the Peltor hearing, uh, Uh, devices on our ears and and uh he said john come get me brother and if you know anything about military etiquette of radio etiquette you don't say that Mm -hmm. you know bravo one this is echo one charlie two this is charlie three or or team ramrod this is team awesome whatever your call sign is that's what you use and i knew he was shot so bad that that uh you know he might not make it out and and uh, that's when we got called back down right so i was up closer to uh the the village and we got called down and and pretty much initiate operation human shield, mm-hmm. you know, myself, uh, Dave Sanders, another SF guy. And, 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 the rest of our element was, was the bullet catchers to catch the bullets while the medic, you know, Ron kept them alive and, and it worked great for about two hours. So we're about two and a half, almost three hours into this firefight now. And, and I never will forget going to the one position to the next and, and I fell for, and I felt this pain, when I rolled over, my leg was just, you know, hanging at a 45 degree Mm -hmm. angle only by an inch of flesh. And, and, uh, and I cried, you know, I screamed, I yelled, I did every normal thing that you would ever do. I didn't just tell my Sergeant, I didn't have time to bleed or grab my green beret and say, you know, I did what normal guys do and, and, uh, and tried to overcome what my new normal was. And that that's, I'm bleeding to death. I'm literally dying right now. And, and, um, you know, that was the first thing that I had to deal with, and, and I never – the next, the second thing that I thought of was like, huh, Spielberg got it right because it looked just like the movies. You know, when wow. they chop a guy's head off, the blood just squirts. Yeah. You know, my redneck ass was like, well, I'll be damn lucky there. <laughs> you know, just like the movies, boss. And uh, so we, pulled, we put the tourniquet on, and, and uh, you know, I turned it, and we could see, the obviously, the blood whenever it would stop bleeding. And at that point, that's when I grabbed my boot, and then I just pulled it into my groin, and, you know, I, I held it between my thighs the rest of the way down off the mountain. mm this is halfway through the firefight, so I'm still, yeah. you know, halfway. You're still in it. Still in this, right? And and uh, my team sergeant, Scott Ford, he gets shot from me to you. So I'm on my butt looking up, and I see Scott. Now, Scott Ford, he's... You know, Chuck Norris wore Scott Ford underwear. Like, that's how cool my team sergeant is. You know, he's been an SF guy for 16 years, killed more people in cancer, been to all the cool guys' schools. Like, he's the guy mm-hmm. I knew was going to get us out, and I see him get shot for me and you, and that was the first time that I thought we might die. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, well, all right, better get right with baby Jesus and let's let's make this, you know, a good exit. And, and fortunately – his breastplate worked, right, because he got shot right in the chest, and, and he got back up, and he kept fighting. But within five minutes, his left arm filleted off the back because he got shot in the shoulder. Mm. And uh, after that, that's whenever the forces that be above us, right, all the, the, the commanders that are watching all this happening here in the radio traffic afford, mm. Ford, you know, soft people injured. They diverted pretty much every air asset into the, in theater to our location. So every fast mover helicopter, they came to us, and that's when they started dropping ordnance. And when I say they were dropping ordnance, they were dropping hundred pound, two hundred fifty pound, five hundred thousand, even two thousand pound JDAM. Mm. And to put things into perspective, right? Everybody knows the term danger close, right? What danger close means, if when you make a bomb, you have to publish the safest proximity to the detonation of that bomb, pretty close you know a important piece of information yeah like ron white right i didn't know how many they were going to use but i knew how many it was going to take <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and, and so uh danger close for a two thousand pound J jdam is two thousand meters which is 10 football fields right more mm-hmm. than or a major terrain feature and they were dropped them 100 yards on top for a hit wow and the, the the explosions were so much that it actually got dark after that it would explode like uh th- Battle 300 the arrows yeah. blacked out the sun right that that's what it was like when it would drop I mean it was just the most you know uh, profound explosion that we'd obviously ever heard and felt and uh, that's the only time that they would ever stop fighting because this whole time of this firefight it wasn't that. You know, the the violence of action wasn't necessarily there. It was just a sustained rate of fire. Bap, 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 bap. I mean, for hours and hours, they just wouldn't. I kept thinking, like, are they going to run out of ammo? <laughs> I know they don't have that much ammo in Afghanistan, right? But uh, when they, we would drop that ordinance, they would get quiet, and that's when we would fall off the backside of the mountain. Mm. And... Uh, that's, you know, raw, wash, rinse, repeat, drop a bomb. I, I would scoot on my butt and I never will forget looking over at the ledge and then either somebody helped lowering me down or just falling over the side of it. And and uh, that's how we got to the base of the mountain. And uh, I never will forget, so before I tell about this exfilming, you know what the morphine injectors are That's a kind of yeah. a famous story there but was, tell the story john and Thumb. <laughs> well the, you know the morphine injector is a little pin that when you stick in your leg the needle goes out and gives you morphine right well i'm literally kicking my own ass at this time so it's kind of something i want to do right I, and, and uh i live by the creed that i'm dumb but i know i'm dumb so it almost makes me smart <laughs> right i'll do some dumb stuff and, some and wisdom I, in there uh, yeah bingo and uh, so I never forget asking, you know, my, my medic, Mister Special Forces medic, been to year of, you know, medic school. I'm like, hey, Ron, what way down? And he said, purple. And I put it into my thumb, and I heard him say, no, red. And it went into my thumb. Oh God. And so I grabbed that, and i told him about the level of rage that come over me. I threw it at Ron. I'm like, Ron. I was like, you suck, Ron. You had one job. You messed it up. <laughs> I told him, I'm going to beat you with my leg when I see you, Ron. And just like we're laughing, we were laughing on the side of a mountain. Yeah. Like the whole team was <laughs> while laughing. While they're dropping orders. Yeah, while they're yeah. dropping orders, I'm cussing my medic, he sucks at life. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, one job, Ron.
0: You <laughs> earned yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. You, I mean, you and earned there, the there right There was one more, though, yeah. since
1: I'm on, Ron. I'll stay on them. I never will forget. Uh, again, dumb. No, I'm dumb. It was at least 30 minutes that I've gotten shot, foot in crotch, right, which I said crotch on national television, by the way. Yeah. My wife was like, really, John, crotch, national TV. I'm like, well, oh, I didn't want to say balls. That's <laughs> all I could think of. You know. I had to wrap my sack around my yeah, foot. Yeah, 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 which one's it going to be, had, you know. But uh, I, I never forget <laughs> thinking, nobody has checked on me but me, and I'm not qualified to keep me alive, Yeah. right? So I was asked, Ron, hey, Ron, come check me out, right? Well, he was working on Dylan, and I never said his little peanut head looking just coming over dylan he gives me a thumbs up he says you're good i'm like you're on i'm not good like i know me good this is not good you know and uh <laughs> but obviously he was smart enough to know if i was loud enough to cuss him and Dead tell, you know, Ron. yeah yeah but um and i'll tell you more about him in a little bit but uh, awesome. but yeah he knew what he was doing But we got off the mountain and, and the, the first uh medevac bird that came in there. We actually had to get drugged. There was a, a river in this wadi that I got drug across. So, again, this is April, 10,000 feet above sea level. And so this is 35-degree water, right? And, and uh, I thought I was going to die of hypothermia just be from getting drugged through there. And uh, I remember seeing the, the bottom of that helicopter come down, and Scott's got his left arm, you know, uh, um, taped up, and he went to go grab it. Well, the aircraft flies away oh gosh we actually have uh, uh, audio of the pilot saying i'm hit i'm hit i'm going south the pilot got shot and so when it goes we had to drag me and everybody else we were getting lit up by you know fire and dragged back across the river to the base of the mountain second medevac bird which wasn't a, it wasn't a medevac bird at all it was just a uh-60 that had a couple sf guys on there that basically they landed got off and we got on it and uh when we were taking off, I just had this sense of calming about, wow, we just made it out. And as soon as that got through there, I remember hearing beep, 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 beep. We had to do a crash landing because the the aircraft took so much damage, it couldn't even make it to the, the, the hospital. Hmm. So I was like, well, come on, baby Jesus. You know, what, do I get a dive, <laughs> gunshot, hypothermia, now helicopter crash. Which one's it going to be? Yeah. And uh, we we got crossed morphine loaded, in your thumb. Morphine in the thumb. Ron sucks <laughs> at life. I'm one legged. Come on, credit sucks. You know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we got to the, uh, the the Jalalabad, which is where uh, the combat hospital was, and mm-hmm. and uh, think about it. And I like to bring this up when I tell the story. People truly forget how young. The men and women that fight the wars are right. right? Though the the, the the cliche saying it's a young man's game, it's true. So, you know, you can join the military at seventeen with the parents' permission, at eighteen without, right? And go to a medic school for six months and be downrange at nineteen years old, saving lives, mm-hmm. right? And when you we walked into the walked when I was pushed in, right? Yeah, that's, wishful thinking mm-hmm. when I hopped you know they call me I hop when I hopped when I, we walked into the, uh, the 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 hospital these kids eyes were like grapefruits because we look like you know extras from a saw five movie right because my legs chopped off Scott's this Dylan's this and, and everything and, and uh, that you could just tell they were overwhelmed with fear because of what yeah. they're seeing and I stopped breathing and imagine how helpless <coughs> it is to be from me to you and I can't tell you that I can't breathe mm. because you're looking at my leg, right? Because it looks horrible like it should. And uh, so I grabbed the guy and I pulled it to me and I pointed it at my mouth, which I thought was the international sign of I can't choke. <laughs> I don't know. I figured it out. Right. And I see, you know, it dawned on him was like, oh, so how they had uh, got me to breathe is they they gave me chest tubes, which means with no anesthesia, they got a knife and cut through my ribs and put a tube into my chest well, I was all jacked up on nicotine and hate because of being downrange for that time. I threw that guy over me, the first one. And when I blacked out was when like four people came over and, you know, and then I died a couple times, but they brought me back. I always say that was my joke. Yeah. Just to see if my guys was going to cry. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You cried. <laughs> but, uh, and that's why I woke up in, in Bagram, you know, and, and, uh, it was the, Most debilitating thing that I've ever had to get through in my life, and it's not the leg. It was the mental of the word can't. I can't walk. Chad, for the rest of my life, no matter how much effort I give, I can't. Not without the aid of a prosthetic device. Mm -hmm. And for a 27-year-old Green Beret that for his entire life, I could play sports, play football in Grosbeck, right? I can climb mountains, jump out of airplanes. I can do anything. If I want to be a ballerina, I knew I could do the first John Wayne ballerina. That would be a good one, wouldn't it? I could, and that mental gut punch was the hardest thing to overcome, which it's, I never will right now, but there, there's three things that helped me get over it, and the first one for me was God. I always say that there's no tactical handbook that says that 15 Americans go up against 250, and after six and a half hours, we're alive, mm-hmm. much less win. but with God's, you do, right? Mm-hmm there's no medical handbook that says that a guy literally is kicking his own ass for 10 you know for four hours on the side of a mountain no clean room no hospital bombs going off there's no medical handbook that says I should be alive right now but with Gods it does and it took the why mes away because I had a lot of them let mm-hmm. me tell you something you want to talk about a guy that why me God at 27 you know I'm a good guy right I got a good job don't beat my family pay my bills why me But when I put him at the center and I realized that he's the reason that I'm alive, that it's not my job to wonder why me, it's my job to do the best that I can on the path that he's put me on. Mm -hmm. And that was just that switch that said, okay, I get it. I get what, you know, so I don't say why me anymore. I say, what are you teaching me, God, Mm -hmm. when something bad happens, or if I'm trying to deal with something that I don't really understand and I don't say why, I say, what, what are you teaching me? And that's really helped me uh, to overcome that. But. And there's two other things, but before I go further, if you notice, I passed over all the accolades right? Because that's the model of a Green Beret is, is, is quite professional. You know, we—that's um, why you know I always tell that you know, SEALs write books. We fight the war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where's the SEAL at? No, all right. but well, we've had a few. Yeah, yeah, you had, yeah, yeah. Bingo, right? You got yeah. a good book, I'm sure. A good yeah, publicist. we've had,
0: we've had, a, we've read a lot of Navy mm-hmm. books.
1: But we, we, you know, we, we've we've learned that that uh, there's a difference between quiet professional and silent professional, right? Yeah. And, and uh, there there is a, an inevitability of telling the story. You don't have to be full of yourself. You don't have to make it about you, which you'll never hear. It's not about me. It's about my team. And uh, so my team that day, 15 Americans went up against 250 fighters. And after six and a half hours, there were 70 danger close air The Medal of Honor was awarded. The Air Force Cross. Nine Silver Stars, eight Purple Hearts, and we won, mm-hmm. which made us the most decorated Special Force team you know, since Vietnam's battle ever. It was about to, which I don't know if I can say this, but uh, we're, there's about to be an, another Medal of Honor awarded. There's, mm-hmm. You're going to be an upgrade from the Silver Star there, and and that's the day that we had that day. That's the amount of odds that we overcame that day, and that's why I'm just humbled to be a part of just a small piece of this great team that, that I was with. and and uh yeah but you weren't so having the leg you but you weren't yeah. done no no that's not that's it yeah <laughs> I, well i can't be a fat one-legged guy you ask why i don't get fat i'm hard enough for as it is i already threw one uh, paddle off the boat yeah yeah but i mean you you even after losing the leg you you, you went back to it i did I, I was the first amputee to ever graduate special forces sniper school yeah and, uh, which I might've been the only one to try, I've been dumb enough <laughs> to try, but <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a tough day at the office, uh, or a tough couple months at the office rather, but I, I did that and I was working at the sniper attachment for a while and, and then post uh, service, I've uh, been fortunate enough to, i done the baton death march, which yeah. was one of the hardest marathon routes in the world. You, you had know, to
0: carry a rucksack on
1: yeah, yeah, it was 45 pound rucksack, 26 miles, 5,000 feet above sea level, 2,000 feet of elevation change, four different terrains. You know, we we had a it was it was a good time. I did that twice, by the mm-hmm. way. I don't know. I didn't get the memo the first time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm a glutton for punishment. I've You took the words right out of yeah, my mouth. Yeah. Well, they, there's like a little uh, meme where it has like an army guy that says, "Oh, this sucks," and the army ranger that says, "Yay, this sucks," and the green braid that says, "Make it suck more." Yeah. You know that we're the make it suck more type guys.
0: Yeah. And, well, and even with that, I mean, you finished what fourth in the Boston Marathon?
1: I did. Yeah, that was that was one where I was like happy and mad at the same time. I was like, yay, fourth. And I was mad. I'm like, damn it, I should have trained. I could have got first. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I did it on a hand crank. I right? never forget. I was uh, under the little hand cycles, you know. I, I was in, in Walter Reed uh, in, in D.C. And like I said, I can't be a fat one legged guy. I'm like, well, I can't run. Might as well do this. And I was just exercising. And then there's an organization called Achilles. They asked me if I wanted to go do the Boston Marathon. I said, well, can my family come? They're like, yeah. I said, sure. Free trip to Boston. I'll take it. Right. And uh, ended up, did an hour and 52 minutes and got fourth place. That's incredible. Yeah, I should have trained. <laughs> yeah, should have trained, man. Yeah. I
0: mean, you came in, in, in what, in top 10 in the New York? Yeah, yeah. I got finished top 10. I did New York after that. Which there's was, not a lot you know,
1: of quit in you. No, no. There's not a lot of quit either. Yeah. not a lot of smart in me either. but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, anybody that's in, in, yeah. industrious enough to took his – Tuck his foot in his balls and cl- climbed down a mountain on his ass I mean yeah. that's pretty amazing I mean people and people complain that's what's funny to me mm-hmm. we live in a world where everybody complains they've never been through anything everybody's offended they're so thin skinned and then you got people like yourself who go out
1: there and just just quietly kick ass well if my life sucks the guy that shot me wins and that's something <laughs> going to win. There you go. Him or I mean, dog. that's a
0: perspective.
1: Yeah. I every mean, every joke that we make, every good experience that I have, every veteran that I help is a middle finger that guy that shot me. Yeah. said, no way, Jose. And in fact, I've had two kids since getting shot, so I got two more infidels, so suck <laughs> that, Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> that's
0: how we do it on yeah. the Chad Prather Show. Party guy. time, Mom.
1: I'm sorry. Big
0: time. I love it. Is this dude. recorded? I don't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. We do headlines all the time, and after we get done with them, Chad's always like, I hate people. But then we do interviews like this with you and we're like man people are awesome yeah. you know, our military they really are yeah. and and, and that's why you know we we were joking about it last week i forget we were on the road and people said you know you're one of those guys that just thinks the military these veterans they should just get everything and they you just you defend them and you fight you blah 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 and i'm like you damn right. right i think they should get everything i've been mean, taken care of cradle to grave everything taken care of and well, what and yeah. they
1: don't get we don't want anything <clears throat> right
0: that's exactly right.
1: The only thing we want is opportunity. That's exactly right. I don't want you to give me anything, but you give me the opportunity, I guess what, coach, I'm gonna knock it out of the park. It's it's you what know.
0: it's that's the people I mean, the men and women that put on a uniform with the willingness to serve it and potentially sacrifice and give their lives for our liberty. I mean, that's what makes this country great. I mean that's Absolutely. that's why we live in the America's greatest nation not in awesome. history.
1: Americans, right. Americans are awesome. That's exactly right. It's Americans that made this experiment 243 years ago. They say we can come from any religion, any creed, any mm-hmm. race, and live under one set of ideals, American ideals. Yeah. That's why, you know, the founder of the progressive party that everybody likes to talk, Teddy Roosevelt. He even said there's no 50-50 with being an American. You either are or you're not. Yeah. There's no hyphenated, I'm, I'm half Mexican. Mama's Betty Jo Huerta. Grandma didn't speak a lick of English. But guess what? <laughs> I'm American. I'm not Mexican American. When I got shot, Mexico did nothing for me. Why is my identity automatically gonna be Mexican first? Yeah. You know, there's no Asian American or African American. We're all American. I love the fact that whenever we watch the Olympics, they're gonna be coming up not too long, right? When they say we got America's up, you don't know what color they are. That's right. What other country is gonna be like that? It's America. Like make no mistake, we're the best planet that that country that's ever happened on this planet yeah. in its existence and we yeah. shouldn't apologize nope not a bit and we do more good than anybody else on the planet yeah not perfect but we do more good and you know we're this isn't a cuss word that middle flags not that that, that, that middle flag that American flag is not a middle finger yeah it's the best beacon for hope that has ever happened to this planet. Yeah,
0: you got right? protesters in Hong Kong that are flying American flags, absolutely, because, and they're saying, "Don't, don't give up your rights. Don't give up right. your rights," because that's what they've been taken away from them. And I mean, these people have more paid. You got Chinese people with more American patriotism than half of America right now.
1: One of my closest friends, David Faraday, Irish guy, right, yep. born in Ireland, loves it, loves everything. But guess what? He is he's an American, right? Cause he knows what it's like to live elsewhere. He knows what it's like to grow up without the freedoms that this place has. Yeah, I uh, I just like to hear him talk. Yeah. we
0: we uh, we did a show. I was in Calgary uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was just, of course, I was joking with him. I said, I, I said, you guys, I like it here. I said it's it's a beautiful place. I could probably live here, but you know, just minor differences like this whole freedom of speech thing and this yeah. gun rights and crazy. They, they don't even have bills. I mean, how do you go to a strip club with loonies and toonies? They're coins. <laughs> Bring Alli- a new definition to quarters. Allison's from Allison's over there sitting off the thing. She's from Calgary and I asked her, I said, Did they really is that what they did with the loonies and toonies of coins? <clears throat> if you go to a, a, a strip club, is that the deal? You just drop the coins on the I mean, how do you pick those up with your butt cheeks? That's hard. See, that's why America's great. They're right there, <laughs> right off the bat. We don't bruise our strippers. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to put them through college. Exactly. I mean, they're trying to get their master's degree or something, uh, <laughs> you know, in the career and their education. Second. Career and education. But that's – but, you know, your story and your experience, of course, and God bless you, man. I, I just – I love – every time I hear you talk, it, it's such a blessing to me, and it's a reminder of – Um. The graciousness that's there. I mean, you know, God knows you you've gotten a lot of grace. You, you you talk about coming through all that stuff, and you can always tell people who have a lot of grace is they're they're gracious. Absolutely, and you're, and you're you're a gracious soul, and a generous guy. You know, and. It, It's always it's always so encouraging to have somebody who's willing to be open and honest about what they've been through and then put it in that kind of perspective. Right. And you never fail to do that. And uh, it's 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 great, great stuff. You but it's opened up so many doors and so many platforms for Mm you.
1: I mean, I've been very blessed to, you know, since losing a leg. I I say it's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. You know, because of of me, you know, I I didn't lose it. Right. Because of me uh, uh, not having my leg anymore. You know, I've been given a life that I never would have gotten before. I've got to go on hunts that by great Americans that have given me, you know, from mountain caribou hunts to, you know, bear hunts to so the stuff that, you know, I mean, I'm from a broke family in grosbeck texas you know a mexican named john yeah yeah tejano (laughs) daddy was a redneck mama was mexican you don't get much more texan than that i love it it. (laughs) yeah you know and uh, but to come from again you know uh i speak with uh some medal of honor uh recipients i've I've been very fortunate there's an organization called tribute to valor Mm -hmm. with uh, and what they do is go into schools and and their big thing is who am i right that's what they want the kids to answer who am i Well, I am a redneck from Grosbeck, Texas, right, from 3,500 people. I'm from a broken home. Both my parents were put in jail. I wasn't raised by my parents. Mm. I am a minority because I'm half Mexican. I'm also a person that doesn't let my circumstances dictate who I'm going to be, right? I am also somebody that no matter what, I'm going to do the hardest that I can. Like you want the secret handshake of being a Green Beret? They told me to do everything that they told me as hard as I could. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right, That's who I am. Yeah. I'm somebody that done quit. I care. There's three things in life that you got to do. It's very, very simple. It's not that hard. First thing is do the right thing. Everybody knows what the right thing is, whether it's in your job, whether it's personal, whether it's spiritual, emotional, whatever it is. You know the right thing to do. You're the one that's got to make that decision whether you're going to do the right thing, right? Yeah. Second thing is work hard, right? Work hard at work worth doing. That's another Teddy Roosevelt quote, mm-hmm. right? That's something that we really lost today is the value of of hard work that life's not easy you know that this this i hate this kardashian world that we're living li- right. this selfie generation you know, i'll tell these kids whenever you take a selfie <laughs> think about being selfless right? think about the greatest generation the the it wasn't just soldiers sailors airmen and marine that won world war ii it was americans that spent 18 billion dollars buying war bonds to fund the war mm-hmm. right R- remember rosie the riveter yeah Ford, Chevy and Dodge stopped building cars and started building planes, tanks and jeeps. Like more uh, uh Willys jeeps were built out of a Ford plant than out of a Willys plant. And guess what? Ford didn't own Willys. <laughs> right? But we had that compelling necessity to be a part of something that's bigger than ourselves back then cuz it's hard, you know, that that hard work, you know. So work hard and the last thing is help others. Yeah. Because if you do the right thing and you're working hard, you're going to get some success in life. And by all means, buddy, you better never ever forget those that helped you, and you always should help others. Yeah, you know, like like right now, you know, when I started, I, I was very fortunate to uh, start a gun company called Five Toes Company, uh, Five Toes Custom. That was my middle finger of the Taliban, right? <laughs> Take my leg. I'll name my company after it. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we had some Marines, uh, a couple Marines, and, uh, and and a Navy guy working there. And I was fortunate enough to, you know, build it up to where I sold it off. And uh, but it wasn't about the guns, it was about being a place where a veteran comes by building handcrafted rifles. That was five toast custom. And and after losing or losing that after selling that, I, I started Gallantry Global Logistics. And what was great about it is I uh I partnered with a, a big company, great company, 25 year old company called Pegasus Logistics. But I'm minority owned and it's service disabled veteran owned. So in the shipping world, whenever you have that minority spend and that veteran spend that has to happen, you can come with me. Because your heart wants to, right? But as a brain, you have got to make a business decision. Yeah. Well, knowing you have a two hundred million dollar, twenty-five year old company that can back this for you, you can do that, right? So, and the more shipments that we have, the more veterans I can hire, and that's what we're all about—is providing the next mission. And the last thing that you know, the, the <coughs> company that I co-founded is Live to Give Water. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this. We just are on Amazon, by the way. It's Live to Give, and uh, we're going to outsmart water, smart water. Because there's nothing smart about Smart Water. It's just water. They just have a cool name called Smart, right? Trust me, I know. I make them now. And uh, every bottle you buy from Live to Give, we're giving half the uh, net profits to veteran first responder charities. Right off the bat, half. And people ask me, like, you sure you can do that? Well, let's see. Coke bought vitamin water for $4 billion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a little bit to give away and all that, right? And and that's just what we're going to do. By by doing that, we're going to sell three to one because we're going to give... Everyday Americans, the way to give back daily. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, everybody drinks water. It's the same price, same quality, everything. But you know, every time you pick up that bottle, of live to give, you're going to help not only veterans, but first responders because they need the help as well.
0: Yeah. Get on Amazon.com. Get some. Live I, to give I, I'm water. pumped up. It, it, I'm, yeah. congratulations on that, by the way. That's, Thank you. That's it's great. been
1: a two year road that we've been working on. And, tr- oh, by the way, guess who's making my water? hmm chuck Norris, chuck
0: Norris. sea <laughs> force yeah my
1: wife was like only you could have chuck Norris I make know. your water i'm like hey i don't write this and
0: that's a crazy story i mean how they've discovered the water on their place you yeah. know down in Navasota, down and they were out texas they were trying yeah. to find minerals digging for minerals and hit some of the purest water in the well they were drilling a water well and hit an aquifer
1: yeah flooded five miles of ranches south of them had to get the corps of engineers <laughs> and come cap it and then yeah so they, uh, that's that's how we got mixed up with them and and uh, we're on amazon now we're trying to get in stores uh the the sales process getting into H E B's and mm-hmm. and all the Brookshires and all that other stuff is it's a it's a little uh, less glorifying than how it yeah. is buying the product but yeah. uh, we're we're gonna get there you will yeah absolutely no quit in you no that's no. what I love about you
0: this Just, is a capitalist who actually gives back yeah. I didn't think that was possible. Well, the thing about it is, and you know, we've talked about it. I mean, people want to, they want to talk about capitalism and complain about capitalism. And everybody's buzzword these days is democratic socialism, which is a joke. But, you know, this this, capitalism has lifted more people out of poverty than any other economic system in the history of the world. And so you know, I'm a capitalist. That's why people always like you're a sellout. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll sell out <laughs> shows, I'll sell out theaters and tickets and and everything we can do. Yeah. I'm gonna sell out every day. And guess how
1: much good you're gonna do because of that? Exactly. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's the whole thing. Is it, it, if if somebody changes their values and you know kind of makes a deal with the devil at the crossroads and and all of a sudden becomes somebody different for the sake of money okay yeah. you're selling out i'm no i don't believe anything any different than i've always believed and i got the same convictions but mm-hmm. it's it's great to be able to make money with those convictions you know what i mean absolutely don't you agree sarah
1: absolutely you're another mexican <laughs> <laughs> Orle. Galas. <laughs> Orle. <laughs> Well, I had, you know, a very famous, not famous, but successful entrepreneur uh, once, you know, I've been very blessed to have a lot of mentors. And he said, John Wayne, I I didn't invent the concept of money and you don't necessarily have to like it. But the more you have, the more good you can do. That's true. That's that is it. absolutely true, I mean, right?
0: Speaking of people with money, Don Jr., how's he doing? How's he's, the Trump he's living family? Living the great
1: American dream. You talk to yeah. him, you talk
0: to him pretty often, don't you? Uh,
1: fortunately, I've been very blessed to to, uh, to to you know be in that circle. I've known him for a few years, uh, long uh, a lot now actually. I, I donated a rifle to charity mm-hmm. uh, when I had the gun company, and, and um, I met him at the event. and uh, He's a gun guy. Yeah, like make time. no mistake about it. You know, he just he don't know the gun. He knows what type of barrel it is, what type of action, what trigger, what stock. And is there and any
0: that... chance you can get him to Texas Gun Experience <laughs> here pretty soon?
1: I, I may know a guy. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. He's a hunter, though. Yeah, right. Do du- what? He's a hunter. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and he's he's, he's not man. uh yeah. he's not the the hunter with like Gar saw and hand me my I'm ready for my rifle. No, he goes <laughs> up. He hunts it. He's Kinsey. He is the most ethical and, and, and you know a uh, uh, moral hunter that that you can get. He is yeah. he's it. Because he trust kill, me, there's do what he killed a Triceratops, dinosaur Yeah, I said that to him <laughs> a little while back, and he, it just because uh, that happened a few years ago, yeah. right? And uh yeah, a, that <laughs> guy people but were losing their minds. People mild. don't know how good that family is. Like I never will forget the first time I met he's like, Oh, that's a Bart Barrel. <laughs> and my reaction, which I shouldn't have said out loud, but I did. I was like, What do you know about that, Mr. New York? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and Funny. uh and anyway he started talking it and uh we just become friends and I remember he called me up, I remember whenever uh Fox News uh, or uh the president skipped the debate during the primaries right. and uh the Fox News, because him and Megan Kelly, I think, got in a tiss up, and he had that veteran event. Well, I was the keynote speaker for that. Mm. And I didn't know that at the time. I just knew that Junior called me, and he's like, hey, John Wayne, do you want to introduce my dad? I was like, sure, I'll go introduce him. Introduce. Three minutes on stage, right? So they fly me up to Iowa. I'm in the green room. The lady's talking about my three to five minutes. Well, Don Sr. comes in. He's like, all right, John Wayne, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to introduce you. You got 20 minutes. Say whatever you want wow primetime television national all this you know millions of viewers say whatever you want i'm like all right where's that speech <laughs> i wrote you know and, and uh some say i pulled it out of my heart yeah you know, some say other places but yeah yeah <laughs> but i spoke for 20 minutes and i brought jake jake went up there jeff went up there with me yeah That's put great. them on stage gave him a 22 kill ring and and uh i've just been very blessed to uh you know get in there and they're just great people people don't realize i never will forget don He, uh, Junior, Mm -hmm. so Senior's driver is now in charge of like one of the Trump buildings. Black guy, by the way, 20 years, has worked his way up from being his driver to in charge of, you know, multi, multi multi-million dollar projects, and and, uh, Junior literally drove like he was in the mountains. Uh, I think it was cat hunting, and he went all the way, drove like 12 hours to the nearest airport, flew on it, and flew back just so he could be at that guy's 20-year anniversary. Wow. You wow. know.
0: See, those are the things that people
1: people take it, they have no clue what they're no talking clue. about. They have no idea. Yeah. You know, I mean. It... There's story after story of, you know, senior, again, they were, uh, his, his limo broke down, a family helped him out, he paid that family's mortgage off. Mm. Nobody talks about that. You know, they just want to talk about what, you know, where he's grabbing people. and Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. you know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, look, our good friends were up there this week. Terrence Williams, you know, he got on, you know, Terrence, little Terrence, he's got the podium like this. He can't yeah. even hardly see over it. You know, David Harris was there. Um, uh, Brandon Tatum, Rob Smith, um, Isaiah Washington. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, you know, racists don't typically let
1: big groups of black people come in their house. Well, he did criminal justice (laughs) reform. Exactly. Who does that help? I know. I don't know. Minorities, maybe (laughs) people talk about they're the ones that are incarcerated the most. Right. But they literally are putting them out of jail. He can't get the credit for that. It just. uh, Yeah. don't, get, don't pull my string. And, I like you when I pull your strings. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you funny. something, Your Honor. Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> I love it, man. What's next for you? You, uh, you traveling a lot? Are you still doing a lot of speaking? And
1: um, So I don't have an agent. You know, yeah. that's my little joke about SEALs. I don't have my publisher. Right. Or agent. I, but I do have a, uh, a a good network of people that I've been very fortunate to, to invite me to go. I actually spoke at uh, Mississippi State football team mm. a few weeks ago, which, by the way, I'll tell that story real quick because that yeah. was – you know, one of the key things about being a you know special forces soldier is knowing your operational environment, right? <laughs> I'm out of college, kind of liberal. Eighty-five mm-hmm. percent black people, right? Because you're in the SEC football, yeah. Known for being Democrat. Well, guess who I had introduced me, the president. So I have a video from whenever he read my my bio on stage. That's you funny. know, I, I cut it into an intro video for me when I go on stage and speak. Let me tell you, you want to talk about being uh, intimidated? It's a good thing I've been shot at because they were in their their film room, right? So it was like a theater, and the door was shut. I could hear the coach. You know, we have a guy coming on, and as soon as you heard, you know, Trump speak— What the, you know? And you just heard them booing and hollering and whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, it might not have been a good idea. (laughs) Like I don't even remember what I said first. I I didn't say thank you for having me. I just went there, started slinging. Yeah, just started slinging freedom, you know. (laughs) But they love me. Like it was so. That proves that we are not as divided as they people as the media wants to say we are. Because it was 85 percent black and 90 percent, you know, uh, uh, minorities. You know, just a sprinkle of white guys in there. And having this redneck from Grosbeck going in there talking, Trump introducing me, every single one of them gave me a hug afterwards. That's awesome. How is this country divided? Uh, You know, it's just, it's an amazing, uh, but so I do a little bit of that. That's not my real job. Like I said, I do the logistics thing is my real job. The water, uh, whenever it kicks off, hopefully we're going to do a lot of good, uh, with that. But, uh. You know, it is hunting season. I am dressed in cooie right now because yep. I may be going somewhere this evening. <laughs> okay, all right. But some uh,
0: things need killing. Hey, well, somebody's got to do it. <laughs> Somebody. Some things need killing. I went out and joined um, the uh, Defender Outdoors. They they, they got their skeet range yeah. out west of, over in Alito, and uh, joined up over there. That's gotten back in my blood shooting shooting clays and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I grew up doing that stuff, and we had an event. Allison's husband had an event. His company earth basics and we were there and i was like oh man this is what i need another expensive hobby yeah so i'm back into that i just got back from argentina dove hunting you know where i hear the place to go now is uruguay really yeah they say uruguay is uh is even better than argentina wow yeah our buddy That's hard uh, to believe. yeah, yeah I, I can't
1: afford for it to be any better <laughs> i know right <laughs> our, like wait, wait wait we have to buy the shells too
0: yeah yeah uh our, our buddy uh, troy earhart he uh circle t Outfitters, he was telling me that the other day at that shoot, and he was saying, yeah, Uruguay's where it's at. Yeah. He said it's it. It's like a cloud of night just coming over, which, I mean, you, yeah, I've you been to Argentina really too, mean. you know. You melt the barrel.
1: And I tell everybody, I would, ne- I will never go back to do it like I did it, which was mm-hmm. to dove hunt. Yeah. I'd go for an experience. I'd hunt a little bit. But you just can't load fast enough. And yeah. I've been on the range a lot, shooting a lot of rounds. Like, I've seen that movie. I don't care to be doing that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, we did some fishing and, and mm-hmm. you know, do that. And uh, But, look, that just goes back to another reason why we live in the best place on the planet. Because right. I w- was given that hunt for free. Yeah. Why? Because I lost my leg for your freedom, you know. And I, I don't take, like, the invitation you had to come up here. I don't take it lightly. As you can tell, I mean everything that I say. You know, that's why when you say, you've heard me say it, whenever you say, thanks for your service, I don't say you're welcome. I say you're worth it. Yeah. Chad, you're worth fighting for. You're worth this leg. True. You know, and and, uh, you're worth having to see my kids on TV saying Merry Christmas. Right. Or making a video (laughs) that says, hey, guys, Daddy loves you in case I die. Right. You're worth that. And, and. Every opportunity that I get, I just—I I don't take it lightly. I just do the best that I can and, yeah. and make sure that we give back, right? Yep.
0: We got tens of thousands of people watching this thing right here. Go to get on Amazon and
1: buy water. Live to give water. You got to do it. It's, I mean, that's that. Thank you for doing that. Amen. Yeah. I mean, it's it's how I say that I am serving just as much now, not wearing yeah. a uniform, than I am when I did. Why? It's because of the opportunities and that I give for, to other people and trying to uh, you know raise the platform of how what the truly special forces guys are doing and and giving back. So that's what we're doing. We're giving everyday Americans yeah. the opportunity to give back daily at a price you can afford it. Yeah. You know, because uh, you've been on the charity events where uh, how awesome is it to see a guy spend. You know, like me and Jeff, we're going hunting on Friday. Why? Because somebody auctioned off a hunt with us, Mm -hmm. and they spent a lot of money to go hunt with us. I can't wait till I'm that cool to do that, (laughs) right? But not everyday Americans can do that. But guess what they can do? Buy water. Yeah. Because they're buying it anyway, and they know just by buying something as trivial as water, we can change lives. So I, I always like to put things in perspective. Instead of saying you're donating to charity, yeah. let me let you know what charity does. So a good friend of mine, Dave Glenn, he got blown up, and uh, <laughs> actually he was the uh, the SF guy that he in processed me into third group. Mm-hmm. And uh, because of his injury, it was hard to conceive a child. Well, TriCare wouldn't pay for in vitro process. Well, the Green Beret Foundation they did pay for that. and Now they have a daughter. Think about that. That's changing lives. Yeah. So something is true. Was buying water now can give somebody another life. Like it, it's just, it's incredible to know what good we can do. And I'm just pumped up about it. You can just tell I yeah. just cannot wait to see the amount of good that we can do just by yeah. giving them, you know. It's going to uh, be great. Absolutely. It's going to be great. Thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for hanging out. Sorry you had to put up with this nonsense. I do bar mitzvahs. And, and <laughs> I mean, like I just want to say, uh, you know, your story was fine. It's nothing compared to, you know, my story of being a spoiled, she, entitled she, American who's done nothing. She chipped the nail <laughs> yeah. last week. Yeah, I did. And so, you did know. Did you tourniquet? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know a exactly. guy. <laughs> I'm she just needed sitting, morphine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sitting over here underachieving again.
0: Yeah. It was just, I mean, don't mean to brag or anything, but uh, yeah. I've done
1: nothing in life, and you've done everything. So, Way thank you for that. sharing. No, you're worth it. Thank you so much for awesome. having me. <clears throat>
0: I like that, Steve, because every time we we'll have a guest on here, and Steve's like, "I am such an underachiever. Yeah. Like I've really never I'm, done I'm anything really good in at my underachieving. Life. <laughs> you make it easy
1: for me. This one, this story, oh, yeah. though, just I mean, more than well, ever. I tell you, yeah. you know, I tell everyone. When I give a speech. I always say that you know, there's three things I want you to get from hearing me speak, because I never will forget the first time somebody asked me that it would kind of hit me in the back of the head. I'm like, man, that's a good question. I should probably think about. It. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, when I speak, his blackout. When everybody, when I wake up, <laughs> everybody's clapping. You know. Yeah. But uh, one of the things that I always say is, is stop being good and start being great. Yeah. You know, think about that. What it is. You know, and that's something different from everybody, right? It might be a relationship you should get closer to, or maybe one you should get away from, or a hobby you should get or quit. You know, and I'll be honest with you. With me, it was drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, the 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 army being a redneck, what you do is drink, mm-hmm. right? When something good happens, woo, let's go have a beer, y'all. Yeah. Something bad happens, what do you do? Hey, man, let's go have a beer. Well, there's 30 names that are embroidered on the center console in my truck of Green Brays and Navy SEALs that are dead. Not deployed, but dead. And I didn't know how to deal with it. You know, the military teaches you how to deal death, right? I can come into this room, look you in the whites in the eye, pull the trigger, and I will sleep well at night. That's what I was taught to do. But what I'm not good at doing is getting a call that Aaron Bellagio's did, that mm-hmm. Ryan Savard's did, that Robbie Miller's did, that Willie's Lover's did, that Chris Kyle's did. And the day I got the phone call about Chris, I drank. Cause that's what you're supposed to do. Chris loved Jack. I had Jack. And I woke up the next morning, and, and it wasn't, uh, i almost so hungover, I'm never drinking again, one of those. I've seen that movie, but it wasn't, it wasn't that show. Um, I was mad. I was mad that, I'm not living well for him. I said, enough. I said, if his life, if all of their lives matter so much that I got to do this, by God, I owe it to them to live well. Not just live, but live well, because Chris don't have a choice about how good of a father he's going to be, but I do, right? Aaron Bellagio don't have a good cho- a choice, how good of a husband he's going to be, but I do. And if they matter, I owe it to them to live well. And that's what I started doing was living well. And I started thinking about how do I do that? Well, as I was 32 at the time, and I never once remembered me saying to my friends, I'm not drinking today, guys. I was always the guy. I'm like, hey, guys, 30 packs in the back of the truck. Let's roll. Right? I'm driving. (laughs) And I said, well, I know what that guy looks like. Let's try the one off the sauce. And it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. You know, I always say I wasn't excessive. I was consistent. (laughs) Right? Put that go. on the back of a shirt, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited. I'm consistent. You know, I never drank more than a six-pack. I never bought more than a six-pack. Let me rephrase that. On daily occasions, I never drank or bought more than a six-pack. I never had more than a bottle. If I did I, uh, one bottle at the house of whiskey, and what I did was one or two dr- uh, glasses. But I drank five to six days a week. Mm. Why? Because it's my red-blooded American right to have a beer, right? It's my red-blooded American right after I go home to go have a, a scotch or two. Well, I realize it's my right not to. And now, whenever I get that phone call that somebody is no longer with us, I don't drink to honor them. I take my kids to the movies. I take my wife to dinner. I go call my friend. I say, hey, how are you doing? I live well for them, right? That, that's what you do. And, and uh, it's one of the hardest things that I've done. Every day that I am sober is one day better. It's great. Mm Because I was good, because that's that's why I call it good to great, because, you know, uh, I I had uh, so many of my friends say, well, I'm good. I'm like, well, so was I. I was good when I drank. Didn't beat my wife, had a job, became a Green Beret, right? I was good. Now, Chad, I am so great, because I can have that clear head, that sober mind, that when I wake up every day, it's a great day, and I'm just pumped up, ready to get life, and, and it's awesome. You know, I'm not talking to you guys, by the way. Steve. It, 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 this is just I, go- coffee, yeah, in that's, my that's cup. coffee. That's coffee in that cup. So I God. always love the reactions in the room whenever I start talking about me, and then I see them like looking at me with guilt. I'm like, this isn't about you. It's about me. Yeah. I'm not I, none I about, Actually,
0: you. I don't drink, yeah. but I never have. So What's I don't know. Oh, I came out name. of my mom drunk. Yeah. So Again. I didn't need it, you know. Yeah. So, but, well, but I don't know what it's like to have been a drinker. And then stop.
1: Well, with me, I, I have that addictive trait. Again, my dad's an alcoholic. My mom, the same thing. You know, my, they're putting jails. I'm, you know, uh, against the grain. I'm, yeah. I'm one of the very few of my family that, that have, uh, which thank God for that. But uh, so I know I've got that addictive personality. I mean, which is good, by the way. I became a Green Beret. You know, it's not easy to do that. Right. You have to have that anything worth doing is worth overdoing trait. You know, same like with with opioids. You know, I never will forget whenever I was in, the, you know, uh, uh, the hospital. Actually, I was out of the hospital up in D.C. Since I was in special operations, they gave me my own um, uh, apartment. So my wife and two kids, we were in the two-bedroom apartment up in D.C. I never will forget my son. He fell off the coffee table while well, I went to go catch him because I had my leg off, which, you know, that's why I say we're not real friends until we get leg off times, you know, (laughs) girls, you know, bra off, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Guys. I don't know if you know, but, but yeah, that's, that's kind of the closest thing you can know about leg off time. But, uh, I had, I had my leg off and and I went to go catch my son like any father does, but I landed on my stump. Right. And he fell and I'm crying because I let my son fall and he's crying and I wasn't crying that I failed as a father. I, I was crying because I knew the reason why, Chad. I knew because I was too doped up to catch them. I was. Let's put things in perspective. You know what a Percocet is? Sure. Everybody knows what that is, right? Do you know what's actually in it? Think about that. I When I ask that question, that should be a red flag that if you are on any meds, you should go home and actually see what medication you're taking because Percocet's not a medicine, that's what some marketing agency said that sells this drug, right? Just like Tylenol is not a drug, acetaminophen is the drug, right? So, what's in Percocet is 325 milligrams of acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, and five milligrams of Oxycontin. That's the good stuff, the opioid, right? Epidemic that we were mm-hmm. having. And uh, they were prescribing me as an outpatient, again, I'll remind you, not as an inpatient in the hospital, but out. Patient going out back steakhouse, going to mall, doing everything. They were prescribing me 80 milligrams of straight oxy three times a day. Wow. On top of about 12 other anti psych meds, anti inflammatory meds, anti anti meds, there were so many different things that I was taking that I was a zombie. You know, and I made that choice then that I can either be doped up and be myself or uh, be doped up and be a zombie or hurt and be myself. And I chose pain because mm. right now I hurt. I will have pain for the rest of my life because this was about six months post injury. And I knew my leg's not growing back, right? (laughs) It's not getting longer. I talked to this Mexican guy down in (laughs) Mexico City. He said he had some reptile semen, but (laughs) I don't know. I think he just took my money. (laughs) What's in that? Yeah. (laughs) uh, But my leg's not growing back. That's a hell of a capsule. Uh, (laughs) 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 What is that? But so I knew I'm just going to have to hurt for the rest of my life. And uh, so getting off that was one of the hardest things I did next to, uh, to alcohol. But but, yeah, just being a sober person with that clear head and sober mind, man, That's I love it. Yeah.
0: Well, there you go. I love it. Good episode. Good talk. Always good hanging out with yeah. you, brother. I love <laughs> you, you man. I appreciate that. You. you guys go to watchchad.com, check it out. Find me out on tour. coming to a city near you, maybe. We'll see. Busy. So busy, Steve. Got so much going on. So much going on. Hey, <laughs> go where podcasts are offered and leave us a review. Go to Apple Podcast right now. Five star reviews. We do not accept anything less than five star reviews. We we pursue excellence here and we like good reviews and we like moving up in the rankings because hey, we just we just want to be the best. We just wanna be the best. We gotta get Don Jr. on the show. We gotta get Don Jr. on the show. We'll Skype him in. Homework. You, know, you know what Daddy Trump did? I got a show in Addison, Texas on the seventeenth. Trump scheduled his rally for Dallas the same night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not appreciating it. I'm not ideal. <laughs> I think they'll both be sold out though. So yeah, it'll be good. sold
1: out. Have We're we gonna come. try to convince him to come on over exactly. to the show
0: afterward. D J T, baby. All right, John Wayne Walding. Check him out. Get on Amazon.com. Go get the Live to Give Water. I'm telling you, man. Check him out. Find him online. You can read more about this guy right here. I'm telling you, this is an American hero, and uh, and just what a legacy. What a legacy. What a what a reputation the character and just the integrity that you got man i appreciate you and always good hanging out with you so
1: you're worth it man well, hey, thank
0: you and and one of these days uh we'll go kill something
1: don't throw at me with a good time. I know, right? I'm going on Friday. That's good. I'm going mean, to drink. Hop in. <laughs> yep. I see. I'm driving. It's good to have a sober friend. I know, can drive exactly. you everywhere. Exactly. That's yeah. why I got. And I can remember what you did. Exactly. That's why
0: I got five kids. You got to keep somebody pregnant all the time Bingo. so they'll, they'll drive. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to start my own Uber yeah. with my friends. Just Bingo. with my friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. Vim Moe. <laughs> there
0: you go. There you go. We're getting out of here. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Be, be sure to uh, share the episode. Tell all your friends about it. We love y'all. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Thank <laughs>